the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Scott and Chase are on the phone. We've got three lines available, 602-508-0960. But I want to tell you about quality transmission real quick. All transmission overhauls are not the same because we have two choices. We can go in and find one of the 1 to 2,000 parts that actually failed, and then we just fix that part. And we cross our fingers and hope the rest of your old parts will make it through the warranty period. Or we can go in and replace all the components that wear and put your transmission back to a new condition. Well, at Quality Transmission, they're not going to replace one part. They're going to do it right, and if you got eighty or 120000 out of your first one, you'll get more than that out of your second one. So when you bid a transmission repair, is the shop reputable? Do they have a good Better Business Bureau? Uh, record, um, will they do what they say, will they use the correct parts, and if there is a problem, will they at least address the problem and discuss it with you and handle it, perhaps. So we all know how it feels to be taken for a ride and sold something we don't need, but Quality Transmission and Tempe will give you honest answers about your transmission problems and your repair. Bob and Steve at Quality Transmission. They're just a call away. They're on McClintock, north of University in Tempe. All right, real quick before I go to the phones, let me read you something. Folks, this is exactly what my life is at least three times a week. Now, I'm I'm telling you about this ad with my tongue firmly planted in my cheek, okay? Mark, I'd like to connect you because I'm looking for a serious and reliable partner in your area to offer a new engine cleaning service from Europe. It's an internal engine cleaning. We use hydrogen gas. It's a 30-minute process, Mark, with no labor. It's an untapped business opportunity. The process is new, and the market hasn't been saturated. Mark, now's your chance. This is very profitable. It's easy. All you do is plug it in, and you actually use the vehicle's battery to make it happen. And then you're ready to start selling the engine cleaner to your customers. At the current price of hydrogen engine steam engine cleaning, your investment will be re- recouped in just months if you just do one a day. But, Mark, Mark, if you do 16 of these a day, you'll make $187,200 in the year. 187,000. Mark, if you just sell 16 of them, that's all. Now, we tested a car with 116,000 miles on it, and after 30 minutes of idling, the engine revs up and have your customer stand back there, and you won't believe all the junk and the gunk that comes out of this engine, and the inside of the engine is now cleaned. There you go, folks. I'm not buying them piece of equipment because it's all hocus-pocus, but if I can sell 16 of these a day, 
for they don't even tell me how much they are. Um, sixteen. A, oh, sixty-five dollars. Sixty-five dollars. If I sell sixteen a day, in one year's tire time, I'll make one hundred eighty-seven thousand two hundred dollars. So there you go. And I hope you know I was making fun of that ad because I am. Scott, good morning to you, buddy. What can we do for you? Good morning. Sign me up for one of those engine cleans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Jay, I got a uh, 62 Cutlass. I bought it about four months ago and had a lot of fun with it, um, going through, cleaning up the oil leak. Um, I came across the oil pump, and it didn't have a gasket. So I thought I'd put a gasket in. And now, um, uh, particularly when I leave it, I just left it for four weeks and left Arizona and came back. When I started it, it, it I couldn't get any pressure, oil pressure. So I um, pulled it apart stuffed it full of grease uh, that didn't work did it a second time and then i got my oil pressure and then i started thinking well maybe it doesn't have to have a oil uh, uh, sorry a gasket so i went and asked uh, some guys you know like at the auto shop and they were kind of young some of the young guys said yes some of the older guys said no and i thought well i better call you and you know what this is an easy answer um if i were you i would go to an auto parts store that's going to let you look in their gasket catalog and all you do is go into the gasket catalog, and, 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 and they'll tell you right there, if there's a gasket, this is the part number, and if there's not, and if it's metal to metal, then, and if it's metal to metal, I would use a dab, a dab, about one-fourth of the toothpaste you put on your brush every morning, one-fourth of that, I would smear a little dab right around it, I'd bolt it up and bolt it on tight. But have you had the oil pan off this yet? No, that would be very tough to get off. I mean, I could, I, I haven't, but I should. Okay, because I'm thinking if you got trash and you're having problems with trash, then it's probably because the oil pan's trashed up. So when you pull the oil pan, then you're going to replace the pickup assembly, and you're going to clean everything up and then put it all back together. So if you continue to have trash in the oil system and in the oil pump, then obviously you're going to have to deal with that and pull the pan. But I want to tell you something. On a 1 to 10 scale, that pan may look like a 20 to you, but to a seasoned tech, it's a four. <laughs> yeah, so, no, yeah. You know, it's it's, it's massive, not. The, it's got this massive, uh, you know, um, I don't know what you call it, but the big steel part that uh, the engine connects to and uh, crossover. Like, a crossover, excuse me, but well, I'll give it a go now that you've uh, okay. you fired me up. So thank you. All right, good luck to you. Thank you very much, Scott and Chase. You're up next, buddy. Yep. Yes, sir. Um, I have a uh, 2005 Toyota Highlander. That we have uh, two issues with. The first one is uh, automatic transmission. Um, intermittently, between when it's shifting from uh, second gear to third gear, it'll uh, jerk real bad when it's shifting on there. So I've been trying to figure okay. out if it's something where it's worth going to the transmission. Try just changing the oil uh, a couple times and see if that'll fix it. Well, I, I think what you need to have is a is a really seasoned transmission guy to drive it. Um, because what you're talking about is an abrupt shift, and oftentimes there are outside components that cause that abrupt shifting, and it has nothing to do with the transmission. So if all of a sudden the throttle position sensor says that you're giving it three-quarter throttle, then it's going to abruptly shift the transmission as opposed to you know 10% of throttle. So there's a lot of outside stuff that influences how the transmission shifts, not to mention the fact that that doesn't mean it needs an overhaul. 
Um, it could just need a solenoid. It could be a four or five gear solenoid. And when the solenoid is relaxed, it's in fourth gear. And when you energize it, it goes to fifth gear. And maybe the solenoid's worn out. Maybe the solenoid's leaking hydraulic fluid. Maybe the solenoid has some trash in it. We pull the pan, we replace the solenoid pack, and you're back on the road. So it needs to be diagnosed. But to answer your question, yes, it will not hurt it if you give it clean fluid and a clean filter. That can't hurt it. Okay. So you, all righty. All right, and then uh, the other quick question is, also then, um, when braking, and it's only when braking, uh, front end shakes really bad, steering wheel shakes really bad, um, think that, and it's progressively gotten worse as time goes on. Uh, you think more of a, my wife's trying to say, I just do the alignment on there, I'm thinking it might be, brakes might need blood, might have some air in that EVS. All right, okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me ask you some questions. Does this happen at 30 miles an hour, or does it happen when you're getting off the freeway and you're coming on the exit ramp? Um, when you're coming off the exit ramp. It's very, okay. very faint at probably about 35, 40 miles an hour. The faster you go, the worse it gets. Okay. Well, your wife is wrong, and so are you. All right. The front, ro Perfect. The front rotors are warped, and um, you've described it good. Now that I've kind of boxed you into the corner, you've described it well and the front rotors are warped, and it's because 100% of the braking has probably been on the front brakes because nobody's serviced or adjusted or cleaned or done anything with the rear brakes in 100 years. So we have two things. We need to clean and adjust the rear brakes and get the pedal up a little higher, and we need to machine the rotors, and we need 60% of the brakes doing the, the front's doing 60% and the back's doing 40%. Instead of the front's being overloaded and having 100% of the responsibility, they're not designed for 100% responsibility, so therefore they overheat when given 100% of the responsibility. So if you do the front brakes and you machine the rotors, you, I mean, if you just clean up the front rotors and you don't address the rear brakes, there's a good chance it'll happen again, and then you'll say Mark was wrong. But Mark wasn't wrong because Mark wants you to adjust, clean and adjust the rear brakes, and you'll know when they're successful when you get into it, and the first time you apply the brakes, it throws you through the windshield. You go, wow, I never had that pedal before, and then you'll kind of wink at me and say, now I know what you're talking about. So okay. here's the good news. To machine the two front rotors and clean and adjust the rear brakes somewhere in the vicinity of 100 to $150. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. 602-508-0960. Jeremy, got anybody on hold? Frank, good morning to you, buddy. How can I help you? Thank you. Uh, listen, I'm thinking of buying a used car. It's a, old, uh, it's a, a 11 uh, Mercury Grand Marquis. Are those good cars? Yeah. They're big old boats, you know that. And, yeah, uh, I don't mind and, that. And, 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 and there's a lot of people that love the Mercury Marquis because it's a big, strong car. Right. And and frankly, here's here's the, the, the issue. When you buy a used car, if you can buy it from the original owner, yeah. bingo. When you do a car fax on the VIN and it shows that he is the original owner uh -huh. and the car's never been wrecked and it has a clean title, bingo. If he has all the maintenance records and if he's one of those anal guys like I am that has every gas time he filled it up with gas on a little notebook, yeah. bingo. So one owner, all the maintenance records, clear Carfax, and then you go on to kbb.com, kellybluebook.com, and you, you kind of go in the back door and you say, I want to sell my 11 Mercury Marquis. I see. 
and you punch in the numbers and it says, okay, well, there's three levels of what we call private party sale. Uh There's low, middle, and high. You get those three numbers, and now you know what to spy the other one for, right? This is a dealer. This is Sanderson's uh, Lincoln Mercury. Just give him, write him a check. Sanderson's the best Ford dealer out there. Just write him a check. They said they check everything out first. Just get it in writing. That's all. Okay. Well, thank but, you but very much. You still should you what? still should negotiate a little bit. Oh, I know it. I know. You know. You just you know. I, I that's just too much for me. I I need another number now. Let me tell you what my dad always taught me. My dad said that if you can get them to bid against themselves, uh-huh. you're going to win. So if you if you say how much do they want for it right now? Yeah. How much? They want seventeen or no, seven ninety five. Okay. But I would S- offer them six. <laughs> okay, so they want seven thousand. No, uh, yeah, seven thousand. Okay, and you're going to offer them six. Right. And 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 then you have to ask them this too. And this is all the dealers, okay? Yeah. You you say I want to know the the end result because. They could put freight, they could put dock fees, they can put yellow ribbons, they can put the desert protection package, which is commonly called mop and glow. Right. They can do this. They add all this stuff in there. Now, I'm pretty sure Sanderson's not going to do this, but there are a lot of them that do this. So you just say, "Is I'm going to buy the car and sales tax and license plates, and I'm out of here, boys. That's all I'm That's going to pay, right? That's exactly right. So you just work hard, and you know what? The joy of buying something that's a really good vehicle yeah. after you do the Carfax on it is important. And you know what? They'll give you a Carfax. You just tell them you run a Carfax and hand it to me. Oh, so you don't even have to spend the money. So get a Carfax, negotiate a price, and you'll be happy. Okay. i got to go. Thank you very much, Frank. But uh, the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Michael Medved recognizes a familiar pattern in the Chattanooga shooter. But what went wrong, obviously, is that he became more deeply involved in a strain of Islamic teaching that would tend to make you a violent crazy. Does that exist in any other religious group? Not that I know of. The Michael Medved Show, weekdays at noon, right before Hugh Hewitt at 3, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com We've been hearing a lot about Uber lately, so we decided to get out there and talk to some actual Uber partners to get our questions answered. Is signing up to drive with Uber really hard? Nope. Signing up with Uber is super easy. It was simple and easy. Okay, but can I drive my own car? Yes, yes, yes. You get to drive your own car. But my roommate doesn't even have a car. Can she drive with Uber? They can help her get a car, too. I wouldn't be able to get a vehicle if it wasn't for Uber. It took me less than six hours to get a car. So you could just sign up and earn money. Sign up, drive, and you make some money. You're 
saying I can just use the smartphone app to make money whenever I want? Yeah, you just open the app whenever you feel like driving. All I have to do is turn on my phone, hit the road, and I'll start making money. Are the hours good? I work less hours and I make more money. I'm my own boss now, so I set my own hours. Okay, this all sounds pretty great. What do you think I should do? You need to sign up for Uber. You can make serious life-changing money when you drive with Uber. Get started today at drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drivewithuber.com. Nurse, I need you to apply pressure to the head wound until I can get to it. I'm concerned she's lost too much blood. Oh, no. You in the corner, who are you? You're not supposed to be here. She's my girlfriend, doctor. You need to wait out in the waiting room. Please, doctor, I want to stay with her. Look, she's been badly injured. So if you want to do what's best for her, you need to let us do our work. Please, doctor, she has to be okay. I didn't mean to do this. I love her. Wait a second. You were the driver? Yes, but I didn't mean to. I swear, we we went to dinner. I, I was just buzzed. I only had a few drinks. Just buzzed? Why didn't you tell us that? In that case, your girlfriend is fine. Hey, sweetie. I feel great. You want to get out of here? I can't believe this. Really, doctor? She's really okay? What, are you kidding? No, not really. Nurse, get me a suture kit. Stat. Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. I'm your host from 10 to 12 uh, every Saturday here on KKNT. We're talking about car, car repair, and hopefully you'll learn something that will save you some money, that will answer a question that's been uh, dogging you for a while, or maybe even I'm pretty doggone good at uh, settling arguments between husbands and wives. And husbands, it's important to know that the path of least resistance and the least dangerous path is to side with the wife. And uh, and unfortunately, I side with her a lot of times. <laughs> anyway, I know I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the straight scoop. To, to to borrow Chadwick's line, I'll give you the straight scoop. Anyway, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by IMM Auto Service, who's been around since 1972. Why should you choose IMM Auto Service? Well, first of all, they work on Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. But they focus on Volvo Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romero. Why is that important? Is because those cars are tricky, and you really need to know your stuff in order to work on those cars, and you have to have the necessary equipment, which means the shop has to invest thousands of dollars in equipment that's proprietary to Volvo or Fiat or Alfa Romeo or Saab. So IMM does that, but they also work on domestic and imports. But they specialize in Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. So, like I said, Volvo, Saab, Fiat, Alfa Romeo's. Vehicles that shops can struggle with. So they're close to ASU. They're up near the 101 and the 202 where they meet in northeast Tempe. But IMM's been around a long time, and they're good guys. So if you want to stop there, you can. It's uh, it's important to, to in the car repair business, to to listen to the shop because... I, I tell you time and time again that 
you always ask for your old parts back, you always pay with a credit card, and you always ask when they call you with an estimate, is this a guess or a fix? I expect nothing less at my shop. I want you to do it to my staff. But let me tell you real quick on what not to do. A lady called and, uh, and well, she, she emailed me, and she's terribly upset because two years ago we did some air conditioning work. And so she called the shop, and she said, you know, how much to do the air conditioning work again? And they said, the good news is it's the same price after two years. So then she, she, she writes me kind of a nasty gram and, and says, you know, what kind of a shop are you? I'm going to have to spend $1,500 every two years. So I'm not real good with those kinds of confrontations. So um, I asked my daughter, who's much better than I am, to call her back, and this is what we found out. The air conditioning still blows cold. I'm sorry? Yes, it still blows cold. Well, what's the matter with it? Well, my son said that it, uh, it needs to be replaced. Why? Well, it makes a clattering noise. Okay. And he also says that the Freon is fine. And so, folks, there's no way he knows that the Freon's fine, because I don't know that the Freon's fine. But the fact that it blows cold says that the rest of the system is working, and we got a little bit of a clatter. So the question is, is where's the clatter coming from? Is it the clutch on the front of the compressor? We can just replace the clutch. Or is it the compressor? We can replace the compressor, but we don't have to replace the condenser, the evaporator, the hoses, the orifice tube, the accumulator. We don't have to do all that. So my daughter explains to her and says, if you'll bring it by, we'll diagnose it for free, and we'll give you an estimate for the repair. But our one-year warranty on the air conditioning job that we did is the same you get at the dealer. So it's not like we we have 90 days and they have one year. Number two, we're working, and, and actually I'm mad at my service rider because he gave her an estimate over the phone, and we have specific rules that the car is going to be in front of us to give an estimate. And I don't want any exceptions to that. So Eric's already in trouble. He just doesn't know it yet. So the idea is, is i got to have the car in front of me. And I want to see it for myself, and I want to diagnose it myself, and I want to give you an estimate. My estimate's going to be a complete estimate, and it's not, and we will never be one penny over our estimate. Never, ever. But Eric gave her an estimate over the phone, assuming that whoever told her knew what he was talking about, so he gave her a worst-case scenario, which made her mad. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, here's what I say to people, and I want to say to you too. It is just as unacceptable for me to call you and ask to shorten your estimate or your warranty as it is for you to call me and lengthen it. We have an agreement. I promise 12 months, 12,000 miles, and sometimes two years or three years or four years, whatever the part is. I promise that. But I don't ever call you and say, hey, Jeremy, how's that alternator doing? That's pretty good, you know. Well, it's been three years, and you got a five-year warranty on it. Heck, you know, Jeremy, if that thing is going to go three years, it's going to go five. So what do you think I duck out of the last two years of warranty? So what do you think Jeremy would say? Jeremy, would you like to say that now? Would you Jeremy like me says to? No. Yeah, don't, don't say bad words, though. You would say to me, no, thank you, Mark. I'm not going to let you duck out of two years of warranty just because it's working fine now. So, folks, don't forget that the warranty works both ways. We don't ask you to lengthen or to shorten it, and it's not fair for you to ask us to lengthen it. That's all. But if I look in your file and I find a whole bunch of work orders and I see that you've been a customer of mine since 1989, and maybe I can get some help on the part from my vendor, 
then I'm going to come back to you and say, look, yes, it's a $400 repair. I'm going to cut it in half. Even though you're out of warranty, I'm going to cut it in half. I have that option available. My staff has that option available too. So let us be a hero, but also recognize, again, it's unacceptable for you to call us and ask us to lengthen the warranty as it's unacceptable for us to call you and shorten the warranty. Okay? That's the way it is. So black and white, I'm sorry, gray is not a color. Uh, gray is a color. It's not a lifestyle. <laughs> I, I'm that way. Okay. Uh, who we got on the phone, Jeremy? Adam, good morning to you. How can I help you? Yeah, I just uh, purchased a, a van, and uh, it's a year old, and uh, I wasn't sure if there's a way to uh, test the oil uh, to see if it needs an oil change or not. Well, how many miles are on it? Uh, it's got about uh, 18,000. Um, the dealership said they changed it, um, but the uh, change uh, oil uh little sticker up on the top had the mileage that I, I bought it at that it needed to be changed so I kind of figured they just made that up okay well there's a problem because there's nothing that goes 18,000 miles so if you don't think you've had an oil and filter change then you better get it done right now and then you better look in the owner's manual to determine whether you're going to follow a mileage schedule or whether you're going to reset the maintenance light and let the computer tell you when to change the oil but you only have two choices. You can either decide on a mileage, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 8,000, 9,000, 10,000, whatever kind of oil you're going to use, you can pick that, or you can pick the maintenance light. For me, I know that 12,000 miles on my diesel truck is about 75% on my oil maintenance, and I'm happy with that. I'm uncomfortable going past that time. So... In the case of, of you, 18 is way too far. I hope that someone's changed your oil, maybe at 9, hopefully. But you need to get a hold of that because uh, if something happens to your motor, they're going to blame you. They're not going to accept responsibility for it. They're going to blame you. And it is your responsibility to maintain your vehicle appropriately. You can't dump that on a shop, any shop, or the dealer because we, we, we can't do that. We can't tell you. Be in Wednesday. We're going to change your oil because that doesn't work. So, um, yeah, you got to get that under control. You got to find out what kind of maintenance records they have, and certainly a call to them and, and asking them what they've done so far would be the first step. All righty, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. I'm Mark Salem. We're here talking about cars. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. Jeremy, I can hear him in the background snoring. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Give me a call. We'll take your call just as soon as we can. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Love the warmth and beauty of hardwood flooring? Then you got to get to Lumber Liquidator's Hardwood Flooring Sale for deals on over 200 varieties of hardwood from just 99 cents. You could pay twice as much at other stores, but we've got gorgeous, pre-finished, easy-to-install Chase Oak hardwood from $189. Stunning, wide plank, solid, three-quarter-inch espresso heavy for $299. Incredible deals on solid bamboo from just $129. Plus, laminate and more from $0.49. Cents. And 24-month special financing. The hardwood flooring sale is going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, uh, we've got four lines open, 602-508-0960. Tom, you hang on for about 15 seconds, and I'm going to get right to you. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa and been there since 1970. Thompson's Auto Repair has been providing expert auto and light truck repair, maintenance services, and diagnostic services to customers in the Mesa area. They have ASE technicians that are there to provide you with the highest level of automotive service, followed up with friendly reminders. Thompson's also has a tow truck firm, and they'll tow your car from anywhere in Mesa to anywhere in Mesa for $35. There is some mileage restrictions, but they'll tell you about it when you call. So if you want it hauled to another shop, then if you want to take advantage, Thompson's is happy to pick it up at your house and tow it to another shop. But if you tow it to their shop, 
and the bill's more than $150, and it's not tires and batteries because there's no markup in that anyway, they, they'll they give you uh, the tow for nothing. So call Brian or Thelma at Thompson's Auto Repair if you need a tow or you need repair. They're good people, and they're on Stapley and Main, just east on the south side of the road. Tom, good morning to you. How can I help you? How are you? I live up in Payson, so I, I can always tell when you're in town. Um, I am in town today. <laughs> I was I was out doing um, garage sales this morning. I was having fun. I heard you beeping yesterday. Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, um, I've got a 2010 Impala. When we got it, we bought it up here at the dealership, and we bought the car on a Saturday. And Saturday night, we went over to spend some money over in uh, Camp Verde, and uh-huh. coming down. And coming down, uh, oh, okay. And coming down that big hill, I started getting a vibration in the front end. Okay. From the brake. <clears throat> what what prompted me to call was listening to the guy before about coming off the freeway uh-huh. and having warped rotors. And so anyway, we took it back down. We had it fixed, and they um, redid the back rotors. They turned them. But I don't have any bill saying they turned the front. Now, I went up to Wyoming here about a month ago, coming down some hills. I mean, you get halfway down the hill, and it's like a rock rolling downhill, and you got to start putting on the brakes, Uh and and it'll start doing its thing on the front end again. But I can't find anything where they turn the rotors on the front. Okay. I don't. I don't think I've ever fixed a and what you're calling in our in our vernacular is called a brake shutter, a high yeah. speed brake shutter, and it and, and it's okay. And uh, I don't think I've ever fixed it by cutting the back rotors. I hope that they cut the fronts, and I think that perhaps when it was being logged onto your bill that somebody pushed a B7 instead of a B6, because a B6 has cut two front rotors and a B7 has cut two rear rotors. I'm, I'm, I'm making this simplistic. I'm, I don't quite know what software they have, but it's possible that somebody just pushed the wrong button and loaded the wrong thing on the car. But if you think that it w- was a continuation of the first one, then certainly it would be appropriate for you to go back and explain what happened before and then show them the ticket and then tell them it's still happening. And then it's okay if you say, would you please call me before you spend any of my money? Um, certainly you're welcome to look at it and diagnose it and, and see if you made a mistake. And I understand mistakes, but before you spend any of my money, I, I want you to know I want to be involved in that decision. Thank you very much. Here's my keys. Call me. That's how I would handle it. Well, um, geez, I lost my train of thought. I'm getting, I'm, I'm your age, so. Um, yeah, I know. My, my wife has to tell me when to go to the bathroom. But they told me, we were telling them about the, what you're talking about, the shutter going downhill, and that hill is a 6% grade going into Camp Verde. And they said, well, that's normal, and downshift is a 6 feet, and they said downshift it. And, that, you know, I mean, I okay. see the brakes aren't well, able to handle that hill. Um. Absolutely. So so let me, this is how I would respond. So let me get this straight. You're smarter than General Motors because it doesn't say anything about downshift in my transmission going down a hill. It doesn't yeah. say don't use your brakes at high speed. It doesn't say don't 
just ignore the shutter I gave you because it's in the owner's manual and it says okay. And I'm being snotty and snooty, but unfortunately there's some in our industry that are going to talk a line of BS until someone raises their hands and say, says, your mouth is full of BS. And every once in a while that has to happen, and it recenters the shop. But, you know, I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Well, yeah, I'm going to take it back to him, you know, and tell him I still got the shutter in the front. And, yeah, and just say, hey, give him an out because maybe this guy, he'll look at the bill and he'll go, oh, no, I remember cutting the front rotors, but you're right. I wrote the wrong ones on there, but let me look at it. And, and if he comes back and says, you know what, I, I, I cut him again for him, there's no charge, then you've given him a chance to be a good guy, and, and hopefully he'll take it. On the other hand, he could turn into a flaming idiot, and and that's a good idea too because it didn't cost you nothing to find out he's a flaming idiot to go find a new shop. Well, they've um, known about this three days after we've had the car, so okay, you know, so you it's just not, it's not a new problem. Okay, uh, you just okay. tell him it's there, and 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 I have a and you look him in the eye and you say to him, I've owned a lot of cars in my life, there, young man, and uh, and this high-speed brake shutter is not something that my other cars had. So I don't want it in this car, and if you're unable to fix it, then I'll go have it fixed and I'll bring you the bill to pay because this is something that occurred in the car right after I bought it from you. So well, that's how I'd handle it. All right, got to run, Tom. Okay. Thank, thank you, buddy. Thank you. And we'll be at 602-508-0960 if you have a comment or question, or if you want to take me to task, I'm okay with that. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. Select 960 The Patriots tweets that matter. Vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Bill O'Reilly, The Drudge Report, and Charles Krauthammer, and all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork, and all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960 The Patriot. Hello. I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau, and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is, when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. 
If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Have you been looking for information on your next home improvement project? Maybe you've been seeking the right contractor for your remodeling work. Don't know which way to turn? Image Home Improvement Live has all those answers and more. You can always catch us doing great work and sharing the best in home improvement information. Remember, Image Home Improvement Live, Sunday mornings, 5 to 6 a.m. on AM 960, The Patriot. Your answer to all your home improvement needs in the digital age. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're going to move fast because we got a full board of calls, but we're going to talk about Kurtz Auto Repair real quick. Kurtz at I-17 and Bell is a great shop. Kurtz is a great shop. Kurtz is honest, dependable. He's the winner of the 2015 Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. He knows what he's doing. I All the shops on my list, I know the owners. I've, shaked, I've shook their hand, and I know what's in their heart. And we all share a common focus, and that's fix your car right. Kurtz is a great place. I-17 and Bell, northeast corner, I-17 and Bell. A great place. Leonard, you had a follow-up? Let's finish that up real quick. Yes, thank you, Mark. You had to cut away, so I have another question. Uh, I've okay. got a uh, situation. I'm going to turn on the, the key. First of all, i got an O2 Le Sabre, uh, 55,000 miles. Uh, turn on the ignition and look at the idiot lights through all that. But uh, look, check on the, the oil pressure gauge. There's no, no oil pressure showing on the gauge at all. And uh, I've run this for, for two years, and I don't see any problem in, in, in finding out what it is and, and changing why it doesn't send a signal to, on the dashboard if there's lower oil pressure. It doesn't show any oil pressure on the gauge. Okay, well, if the motor's running and there's no oil pressure on the gauge and you've done it for two years, then I can tell you the oil pump's not the problem. It's going to be the oil pressure sending unit. So if you want to replace it, go down to the auto parts, order one up. You're going to have to get a special socket as well. Then you're going to have to be a contortionist to replace it. But the oil pressure switch appears to be the most common problem. It could be the gauge or the oil pressure switch, and I doubt very seriously if it's the gauge because we replace 100 switches to every one gauge. So that's what it sounds like. Good luck to you, Leonard. Matthew, Matthew, you're up next. Yes, I'm, as you may recall, I'm helping my son Adam with his uh, 77 Chevy K20 with, mm-hmm. the, with the 350.
at the uh, Edelbrock uh, carburetor. Okay. We uh, we're jumped in it this morning real early. We're going to bring it down to a shop because we're about 60 points over in hydrocarbons. And uh, we finally decided we're going to take it to somebody and see if they can tweak it and get us through. And we jumped in it, and it would not start. Um, the lights would not go on. Um, it just clicked. All right. Well, it's, so. Wait a minute. Wait, let me just ask questions. When you hit the key, is there clicking, or does, the crank, does it crank over but doesn't catch? What is it? Nothing at all. Okay, then you have a bad battery connection on that 77. There's going to be a big red or a cable coming off the positive cable, and there might be a smaller cable coming off the positive that goes to a block, and you're going to want to make sure you have power there. What I'd do if I were you is I'd turn the headlights on. One of you would stand in the front of it and watch the headlights, and the other guy kind of hits the cables, wiggles the cables, and once the headlights come on, then it'll start and run for you. If you go to FAQ28 at MarkSalem.com, it describes exactly what you do to diagnose a no-crank, no-electricity problem. And it talks about using the headlights to help you do that. So I, I think it's FAQ28, but it's at MarkSalem.com. i got to run. All righty, Ron, you're up next. How are you today? What can we do for you? I'm good. Uh, I'm calling you, and I'm just going to be like a, a shot in the dark here, but... I have a 2007 uh, Corvette that has about 32,000 miles on it. Bought it new about six months ago. I replaced the uh, the digital dash with uh, one of those Pioneer touch plate things, uh, you know, screen touch screen. And um, yeah, they the the, uh, the the people there jury rigged it so that the DVD could be played while the car was driving. I figured we go to California. My wife would watch. Uh, DVD, but soon after I noticed that when I would go to turn the car on, I would have a hard time. Uh, sometimes it would stick in park, and I couldn't get it to go into drive or reverse anything. Then, you know, I come back maybe 20, 30 minutes later, it would work. So I had someone tell me that they jury rigged it, they messed it up. So I took it back to the place. They took the thing off, and the car drove really well for about two or three weeks, and now every now and then it does the same thing. So Okay. All right. Stop, 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 stop. I don't need all that story. You can't get, you can start the motor and you can't get it out of park. There's a thing in the glove box called an owner's manual. The owner manual describes on how to bypass the brake light switch that allows you to pull it out of park. So it's really great that your neighbor or somebody else was so doggone smart to point you back at the stereo shop, and they had to have screwed it up when they didn't have a clue as to whose fault that is. But in reality, it's one of two problems. The brake light switch is bad or out of adjustment, and it's not telling the solenoid to unlock the shifter. But in your owner's manual, it tells you how to bypass that. So that's what you need to do. You need to get the owner's manual and read it, and then you'll figure out how to bypass that. And once you bypass it, then with that information, your regular repair shop will be able to fix it. So that's how it works. It upsets me when neighbors, good-meaning neighbors, tell people stuff that they don't even have a clue as to what it's true. And all they're doing is painting somebody's front window black. And I don't like that. It's true that they were the last ones working on your car, but it's not true that the fact it won't come out of park is likely re is a result of the dashboard or the entertainment work that you had done. 
All righty. Ben, you're up next, buddy. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. A long-time fan. Uh, recently picked up an 04 Trailblazer, which I'm really impressed with that uh, i6 and the transmission. But uh, after, about a month after I got it, we had somebody in the back seat, and we noticed that you can't open the rear doors. With, uh, you, know, you can't get out of the rear doors. Ooh. Is there so, electronics or something in the rear doors? Well, uh, so when you're inside the car and you pull on the door handles, yeah. the door doesn't unlock. But if somebody you go to the to outside... Let, somebody has to let you out. Okay, from the outside? Yes. Okay. Probably what happened was is somebody locked their keys in that car, and somebody with the Slim Jim, you've seen people use Slim Jims to go yeah, down yeah, between yeah, the windows. Okay, they probably knocked the inner door rods off the latch. So if you can do it from the outside but not the inside, that means the inside handle is no longer attached to the door latch. So somebody has to pull the door panels off and find out why, and it's probably a little plastic clip that's broken, and the rod might be bent because somebody hooked it with a Slim Jim. That happens a lot. That's why tow truck drivers are taught to always do the passenger side rear door because chances of the customer finding out that the door doesn't work after you get done Slim Jim in their car is going to be about six months or a year later. <laughs> they probably won't tie the two things together. So I think what has to happen in your particular case is somebody has to go in. The fact that you can open it on the outside and not on the inside tells me everything I need to know. The latch is working and the outer handle's connected, but the inner handle's not. And the question is why, and the only way you're going to figure out why is to pull the door panel and look, and that'll be an easy one. All righty, let's go to John. John, good morning to you. How can I help you? Well, Mark, first of all, the guy that just called, have him check and see if there's a child safety proof thing for not being able to unlock the inside on the car. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, I and, had and, one and, on, and, on an Avalon, same thing, oh. took it down there, and it was just a little flick switch that they flick, and, they, and it allows you to open from the inside. All right, um, and, and Ben, what he's saying is, is is you open the door, you look at the latch area of the door, and there's a switch there, and it'll say child lock and no child lock. What that does is it doesn't let anybody inside the backseat get out as if you're kids, so they can't open the door and fall out at 60 miles an hour. You know what, John? You are a wonderful human being. And, well, and, and, then, and look, I'll bring you my problem. <laughs> okay. I, well, wait a minute. Let me compliment you more. It, it's a very unusual person that can hear a set of symptoms and go back in the library and figure it out. You did what I couldn't do, and I'm not the greatest in the world, but thank you for that, and and thank you very much. But now to your problem. Okay, I got a 1974 Jeep that I've talked to you about before. It's got a Motocraft two-barrel carburetor on it. It's got an electric fuel pump on it, When I and I'm restoring it. I bought it new in 74. Anyway, uh, it, when I started... It uh, if it doesn't if it doesn't catch right away, all of a sudden there's fuel that comes out of the two little round ports up on top of the carburetor. Before I start okay. tearing this thing apart, you got any suggestions? Would it be a fuel yes. regulator yes. or is there a float stuck on the inside of the carburetor? Chances are you've got too much pressure going to the carburetor. You should only have about three to five pounds of pressure, and I'm betting you're up in the ten mark. So what you're going to do is, is get a fuel, an adjustable fuel pressure regulator. And you're overcoming the needle and seat because the fuel pump, the electric fuel pump, has too much power. 
So if you get an adjust, and you can get it on the Internet, too. You can buy it from any hot rod store, and it's going to have fuel fittings on both sides. It's going to have a little knob. It's going to have like eight settings. You start at the very lowest one and then just work your way up. If you start at the low one at 55 miles an hour, it'll run fine. If it's 56, it'll die because it doesn't have fuel, so then you're going to bump it up another pound or so. So that's all it is, is, is the fact is that the fuel pump is overcoming the needle and seat, and you should have a fuel pressure regulator because the mechanical pump on that 74 uh, Jeep probably had three to five pounds of pressure. It had 15 inches of suction, and it was one ounce per second. And I'll bet you that electric fuel pump is three times all of those specifications. So an adjustable fuel pressure regulator is all you need. Who was it, Jeremy? Bill, good morning to you. How can I help you? How you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, I got uh, I was calling around for I got an 07 Corolla and I was calling around for a coolant change and uh, a coolant flush is about twice as much as the drain and refill. Is there any advantage to the flush? Um, you know, there's a lot of things you can put in your mouth and swish around in your mouth. It makes your breath fresher, makes you smarter. It cleans your teeth and all that other kind of stuff. But the fact of the matter is, is you can, you can flush or you can, you know, flush your mouth with anything, and it really isn't going to help your teeth at all. So, the idea is, is what do you need? How many miles are on your Corolla since the last flush? Bill. Yeah. Do we have, Bill? How many miles since the last flush? 77,000. Okay, and you don't have any problems, and the coolant still looks green or orange or yellow or blue, whatever color it is. I think it's red, but, yeah, it looks all right. Okay, then I would just do a drain and refill. Um, I don't think you need to flush it. I think if you pull the petcock, you start it up, let's pump a little bit of the water out. It comes out the petcock, we wait till it drains. You take a five-gallon bucket, you put one gallon of coolant, one gallon of water, mix it up, pour it in. You might have to do that twice, then you're done. Flushing is going to change. It's going to take a lot of the old coolant out, but it replace it with water, which makes the 50-50 mix a little bit more temperamental. Okay. And, and yes, we can flush it, but I want to tell you something. In 32 years, I've never fixed an overheating problem by flushing the radiator. Okay. You just don't. Because anything that we're going to use that's going to clean the radiator is going to wipe out the water pump and the freeze plugs and the intake gaskets and everything else. Oh, okay. So flushing just puts cleaner coolant in there. But the bad news is is that we leave half a gallon of water in there, fresh water. Then we put a 50-50 mix, and you don't have a 50-50 mix yeah. when we're done. You've got 40% coolant, 50% water, and that doesn't serve you. So okay. that's what I do. Okay? I, I got one more if you have time. Go go fast. Uh, battery, the, the threaded J hook that uh, on my Corolla, I had a hell of a time. I, I took it out, and I didn't notice where it hooked, and I finally got it. But is there any trick to that, or do you know anything about that? No, you need another J-hook. Any auto parts store has them. Just take the old one, and they'll give you a new one. But, yes, you're right. There's a hole on the bottom of the tray, and the J-hook goes there. All righty. We did it. Jeremy, we did it. We got everybody done. Here's my email address. If you got a question, 24-7, you can send it to me. No one answers my questions. I answer all of them. If you'll include your phone number, sometimes I call you if I have more questions. Sometimes I'll call you uh, because I don't want to type that much. If I call you, I call you from my cell. It's going to come through as a blocked phone. It's me. If you don't know that, then let me go to voicemail, and I'll call you back 15 minutes after that. But I do that because it's convenient for me, and I would prefer not to have everybody in the world have my cell phone number. But So mark at marksalem.com is my email address, mark at marksalem.com. 
and you're always welcome to send me any car question, and I'll answer it myself. Until then, please uh, wear your seatbelt. Please don't drink and drive. And if somebody does something nice for you, please roll your window down and stick your arm out and say thank you. That's the nice thing to do. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.